to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Hi. Hi, Steve. I'm doing well. Are you doing well at your end? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. Busy as usual, busy as usual. Lots of exciting things happening. Um, got a lot more classes coming. Um, we've we've had a busy week. You've had a busy week of experimenting too. I was. I have. We've got. I have. Yes. Some really cool stuff to talk about this week. Um, hmm. You've been cracking on with the pan pastel experimenting. Yes, I've done quite a lot of work. Um, as you say, experimenting. And um, I came to the conclusion that what I want to do, and uh, I think other people would want to do, is to is to do landscape. That is my always been my passion anyway. And I could do with it, really, as a, an alternative to the other mediums I do. And uh, so I set to eventually to do a one that um, you're going to show up this week. It It's... It's what I like about this, and I shall continue to do them in exactly the same way, and I hope people like the way I do it, is I don't draw it out. There's no drawing done. It's making up as you go along. You can kind of do that with the miniature because you haven't got – I mean, I've, I've got the measurement of that one, Steve. That You might like to mention that. It's 14.5 centimetres by 10.5 centimetres deep it's not actually strictly speaking a miniature because a miniature really is a bit smaller than that but that's about the size that i want to do it okay and i think that uh, the idea behind all of this is to encourage people to work on a landscape mountains sunsets seascapes all this sort of thing without actually drawing it out so do it as you go along now the benefit of this um what i did in fact um and people eventually will see the the line drawing i i drew a line you know the two-third rule we've mentioned it many times before both ways across and deep and then you just draw a line and that's the only drawing you do and i i use a rule and that de- determines the horizon line when I say the horizon, it just means the land mass line. Are you with me? And then you've got the sky. Or if you've got a, a cottage or a garden that you want to emphasise, then you have the two-third rule. The other way, you have the sky, uh, one-third down and two-thirds remaining with the hat land mass. Now, once you've done that and you've got your kind of reference picture, Okay, you have to have a really a reference picture just to give you kind of some kind of guideline as to what uh, you want to produce. And then you just make it up as you go along. And it's great fun. It, I, I love doing it and people will see it. It doesn't take long. It took me about an hour now, just over an hour to do that. Okay, cool. I mean, let's let's backtrack a little bit to explain where you've got to these stages because you've you started out with this miniature picture, which we'll, we'll show. Um, yep. And as you said, you, you made, it, made it up. Um, you're using the a 10 set of pan pastels yep. um, for this picture. And yep. then you, so you did that one as an experiment. You sent it over to me and I thought, 
that's fab that's really good it's really impressionistic it's very much like a painting uh it's definitely something different and then you said to me i'm gonna i'm gonna do it a bit bigger and i'm gonna film mm-hmm. it this time so that's right is the 14 centimeter one because we will show both i'll show both on the site that you did um the 14 mm. centimeter one is that the first one you did no that's 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 the second one the second one you the, do is 14 centimeters yeah, yeah. Yeah, the second one I did was the 14 centimetres. Right. That's the one. How, the, the, how sorry, big was the on? first one then that you did? Oh, it was smaller than that, half that size. That is miniature. Roughly. It is, that is a miniature, yes. But that is too small. You know, mm. well, I think it's too small. I mean, you might, you looked at that and you said, oh, that looks all right, Dad. It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't have enough content as far as I was concerned. So I wanted to make it a bit bigger. So the 14 and a half centimetre across and the 10 back down is just about right. You could get enough content in there to justify the variations in your um, designs. You, you with me? Yeah. It's difficult to explain. It, it's something I've done. I've done, been doing this an awful long time. I used to do it as demonstrations and not with the pen pastel, of course, with pastel pencils, when I used to do workshop, you know, an evening demonstration, this sort of thing. So I've done a lot of that kind of work, and I always enjoy making things up. When I say I'm making things up, I'm following a reference picture sorter. Not it, and it, it, when you look at the reference picture, it looks nothing like it. But you, you've got the, an idea. You have to have an idea in your head to start with visualization so and yeah go on go on carry on sorry no well no i was just saying that with that visualization then in your head and you're kind of looking at it i look at it every now and again but the sky i completely ignored the uh, reference picture with the sky i just did my own thing What's interesting is that you're doing these smaller. Is there any reason why you're doing them smaller? Is it just quick? Mm. Is it is it quicker? Yep. Is it is it just sort of just a bit easier for you to work with something that's that's that size? All of those things, really. All yes. of those things, yeah. Mm. Because I would have thought with pan pastels, especially the applicators and stuff, that it would it would actually be easier working bigger, like rather mm. than smaller, because of the the mm. way you apply it. Mm. But that's not that's necessarily you, the case. Well, that's what you see on the internet. That's what people do. They work massive sometimes, A3, maybe even bigger than A3. That's fine. I don't want to do that. I think that the miniature side of it, to me, as you say, is quicker. And it uh, it, it, it gives you, um, I don't know, it, it, it kind of contains it in your eye shop. You don't have to keep looking, you know, here, there, and everywhere. You're working in a smaller, confined area. And, of course, the other advantage is absolutely fantastic for my filming side. There's nothing wrong, I don't think, in it blowing that up. If somebody wants to do one a bit bigger than that, they could. It's no problem. Hmm. Because you have, you're not drawing anything. And I'm not giving line drawings with them either. Right. So with uh, so you're not giving a line drawing. Is that no. is that that's going to make it a bit bit trickier for people? 
I'll tell you what's why we don't give line drawings um, with this, because you cover them up. You'd cover it up straight away with your pen and pencil. You can't. You can't do it. Right. You, but the horizon line or the line that you give, that you put in, that you work from them. Because what I did with that second one, having learned from the first one I did, uh, I put the sky in white and I used sand colored paper. The first one, incidentally, I haven't told you this, the first one that you'll show, the smaller one of the two, that had that was grey paper, my dark grey paper. Yeah. Now you'll see it when you see it on the screen, it looks quite bright, doesn't it? But yeah. Actually it isn't in reality, because if you saw it in reality, it's quite dull. But the, the television and so on brightens it up. And when I looked at the picture against uh, the picture that photograph that I showed you on my on my iPad, it didn't look the same picture. It was much brighter. So I thought, right, now I'm going to do it on the sand coloured paper. The sand coloured pastel mat? Pastel or? mat. No, pastel mat. And uh, um, the uh, UART would be the same as well. Uh, you could use either. So I used the sand colour, and then it was brighter. The finish was brighter. That's really interesting, because I would have thought pan pastel would cover more, like it would be less affected by the tone of the paper. No, it's not. It's not. Not unless you, not unless you shovel it on. Yeah. If you shovel it on, yes, you probably would do. But uh, And the things I've seen on the internet, they do that. They actually pancake it on. I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. So the, this the the one that's slightly bigger. Uh, you've got that horizon line, but then you really sort of <laughs> uh, it's it's very no, loose, isn't it? Yeah, no, but it's still very important, Steve. When you and when you see the video, when people see the video, which is not very long, um, and I think there's only three or four clips of that as well. It wasn't like my mammoth loads of clips. So I did a continuation of it because it was so fast. The horizon line gives you the perspective in in terms of uh, once I'd finished the sky and put the sun in, that's where I wanted it to go. Then I had my horizon line basically to work uh, above or below that. So the distant hills, for instance, in there were done above, above the horizon line. See what I mean? And once you've got those in, once you've got the sky and you've got the distant hills, everything else follows on. Um, this is all pan pastels, isn't it? No. Afraid, afraid not. I didn't Sorry. think it was. No, it's not. The First of all, the drawing. The, um, when I do the drawing, I, do, I use a white pencil. I show this, a white pencil, uh, 101. I draw a line with that and I put the sun in with that. Okay, that's to start with. And right at the end, when I was putting the, no, not at the end, sort of the middle, when I was putting those trees in, there's no way you're going to be able to use a pan pastel for that. So I had to use, in fact, I used a, I can't remember the colour now. Oh, it was, um, it was a Caran d'Ache. Um, oh, God, I can give you the number. I haven't got, I've got, I can't off the top of my head tell you what it was. But it's a Caran d'Ache, dark brownish grayish color it was a, a very good color mm. so i used that for the trees 
and that's the only area I use the I was only gonna, two pencils. I was going to say, because I was going to say, there's surely you didn't get that detail in with with Pam Bastel. <laughs> it's a, it's no. too too detailed for that. Not um, not on the big, not on the large one. On the larger one, this is the second one uh, that I showed you. No, I didn't. I had to use. Um, but but then you see we've got the other benefits. The pen, the uh, pastel back paper or the Europe paper gives you the opportunity to put more colour on top, which is great. So how but, did you uh, how did you find putting pencil over the top of pastel mat? It's uh, not as easy as you think it is because once you put the pan, pan pastel on, it's like a lit pancaking it a bit. See what I mean? You're actually putting quite a lot of colour uh, material on, uh, but it does work. Well, I worked it. It was fine. So that white sky, uh, the white sun, the pencil that you used, mm. did you do the sky first and then add the white on oh, top, well. or did you start with the white? Well, I started with the white. I put the white um, sun in first with the, with the pencil. And funny enough, what I found as I was doing it, and I was surprised with this, when I put the yellows and the oranges in the, the lower half of the sky and went across with my applicator, you could still see the sun. And I imagine it was, gives it a bit of a yellowy tint to it, right? Yes, that's right. So um, so that that was fine. I did that. It wouldn't have mattered because I knew where it was anyway. And uh, But uh, I could still see it. So I, I just reintroduced the, the white on top of that. Hmm. It's really interesting, yeah. It's really good to see to see uh, your pan pastel work. I was really curious to see how you were going to do it. Um, the bottom of the picture, the second one you did, is a bit of a uh, an interesting one because you've got so many colours in there, mm. like colours that I would at a glance go, should that be? Should that colour be in there? And it, it sort of adds a bit of impressionism to it. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly. You've got it right in one. But the reference picture that I had had those colours in it. Mm. So I wasn't making it up. I, I would say even if you were, I quite, I know you, you weren't, but even if you were, it, it really looks good. Well, this is a whole thing. This is We're trying to get away from, Steve. We've been trying, I've been trying for a while now to, 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 make pictures interesting to do fun to do and also fun to see to watch to look at mm. as an attractive picture i mean if i if you had that framed and put on the board it would command attention people they wouldn't say oh i don't think you'd see those flowers or don't just that just it's immaterial the mm. fact that it does look attractive that's what we've done we've made it look attractive mm. So, and I'm going to do loads more. I've got plans for uh, a load more. The Tench set of pan pastels, to be honest with you, I don't think I'd need any more. A bit like watercolour. You know when you have a limited palette with a watercolour and you can mix the colours together. You know, I put red and, and the Naples yellow together and the red and the uh, lemony yellow together to make another two completely different oranges and you then you've got the you've got within that band you've got intensity and lightness as well so you've got probably 
up to a dozen colors you could mix with those three colors. Then you can put other colors together, you know, the blue and the green. And one of the things that I did like, and I saw it on the original picture reference that I had, there was green in the sky. Now, it was like a bluey green, and I really liked that. So I put that bluey green, or I put the green in the sky, mixed it with the blue. And you, you've got a lovely tonal value there. Did you, um, did you do any mixing on cartridge paper and apply it, or did it all mix on the paper? All mixed on the paper. Or, or on the pan. And, I mean, you, you mess the pan up a bit. I, the thing is, like, if you look at my watercolour palette, it's a real mess, isn't it? <laughs> it, it really is. You know, I put this colour and that colour, mixed colour. And I've always done that. And uh, I get colours that wouldn't even dream of. And then I've got my palette as well, which I also mix in. With watercolour, you can do that. You could do it with pan pasta, I think, but I chose not to. I chose to usually mix with the um, – if you were putting the blue sky, for instance, then you and you wanted to lighten the blue sky, you put the white and the blue together obviously and then you can go either way you can put the blue into the white and the white into the blue and i think it depends on your um intensity if you want it to be stronger you would use more blue than white if you wanted to be lighter you'd use white and blue you see what i mean Mm. so you 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 play with it and i think really i've summed that up i played with that and i thoroughly enjoyed the hour and a half or so it took me to do that picture it was it was just fun all the way and really that is the whole object of the exercise but it, it turns out to be a picture that if i actually frame that up and um i think it would, you'd sell it hmm. it's a sellable picture because it's attractive could you use a piece of clear perspex you know how the um not perspex but clear plastic you know how the the same plastic that the pans come in um mm. as a palette you know how you have a watercolor palette that's just a plastic uh palette i wonder if a um like a, a clear plastic anything mm. bowl or whatever you could use because the past the pan pastel would come off of that you know you you wouldn't it wouldn't absorb into anything true true and I, I think people will find their own way of doing it, Steve. I, I will carry on doing the way I do it simply because I've, I've got all of those colours. They're quite large. It's not like watercolour where you've got a little pan. They, they're quite big, so they occupy quite a lot of space. And on the um, video, I show that all the time. So you're watching, you're looking at the the, 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 the ten colours, ten colours, and my picture except when I want to go really close up, and a couple of times I did, when you can't uh, include the pans. But I think it was important for the people to see how I mixed it as well. So it's yeah. going to be very interesting for people to actually see that. And I wouldn't have had room for a palette. I wouldn't have had no, nowhere to put it. Hmm. Otherwise, the picture, being a small one, would have been a tiny in the middle of the, the uh, workbench. Hmm. You, can't, you, you can't do that. So I did. I did, a, I think, a pretty good job of presentation so that people would see what I was doing and how much I mixed and uh, me rabbiting on all the time, of course. I was telling people what I was doing and why I was doing it. At the same time, producing a picture which 
in a very short period of time turned out like that. And the other thing about it, sorry, sorry, I'm, I know you're trying to interrupt, but I'm, I'm on a roll here. One of the things I did say, now this doesn't, people will query what I'm going to say, try never to rub it out. What you do is what you get. And if you can do that, it looks better. If you start erasing, and I know you can, you can use a putty rubber and an ordinary eraser. I know you can, but I didn't and I wouldn't to do that. I wouldn't rub it out. So everything you do is spontaneous. Mm. How exciting. That, that's well this is. That's what that's what's exciting about it. Mm. So I think that what we've got, Steve, here is is something that's very different. Now, the animal lovers amongst you are thinking, oh, well, I really want to do animals with it. Nothing to stop you. Am I going to do it? Probably not. I wouldn't do it. Why would I? I've got uh, the pastel pencil, which produces fantastic animals, and I can't and never haven't seen anything to touch it yet in any other medium. So, no, I wouldn't. So I'm going to stick to the pan pastels on what I do. But what other people do is, is up to them. I'm sure that, and we've seen a lot of people using pan pastels uh, and uh, the application, mainly, I've got to say, in background. Yeah, that seems to be the the key areas, isn't it? To, to be block filling colours and, hmm. uh, and using it as a base to put their own, uh, to sort of put the pencil detail in like you did with the landscape, really block mm. in the colours and then use the pencils for detail seems to be the main way of using them. I was going to ask you about the applicators. Um, which ones did you use for for these two pictures? Because they have different applicators, don't mm. they? Well, it was the, it was a little, um, I don't know what they call it, little plastic with a little knob on the end. Little, and I've got to get more because as mum quite rightly pointed out, it's no good you using this, that and the other, which people haven't got hold of, and bits of this and the bits of that. You've got to use the proper applicators that you can get. So I need to talk to you about that, and uh, mm. I'll use, and we can perhaps, I don't know whether we're going to stock them, but if we stock them with stock ones we that I use. Mm. I'd be interested to see what other people do about this, because uh, there, there must be a way of, of reusing them or some or something because uh otherwise you'd have to get a, a new applicator every time you'd wanted to do a new picture it would become quite costly yes the the only thing i i think we might have a little difficulty with the if you use like the pastel mat or the ur you're going on sandpaper basically mm. and it does i think it wears them out it would wear them out quicker right yeah, that's something See what to I mean? consider as well. Yeah, th there are sponges, and I've got sponges, and if I look back on what I did, I used the applicator, I should have used the sponge. Right. The sponge that comes with it, I should have used that, because that's more robust. Mm. But, you know, I learn, I'm learning, and this is a whole, it's only a, only a week since I've had them. <laughs> so I, um, I've done very well to produce a picture like that in a week. Yeah. Uh, so I think that um, gradually, as I do more of them, and I, there will be more coming up, uh, I'll use the sponges for the larger areas rather than the um, applicator. 
Mm. And then just because the more pass, the more pan pasta you put on, the more you fill the um, tooth of the uh, paper up. So it probably would be uh, easier and better to um, use them. And I did wash the one that I was used used up, and I can use it again. But I think that uh, you know it would it would take its toll. Everybody will find the same thing, uh, same as I did, if they've used them. I'm sure when I used them before for a background, I didn't use the applicator. I used uh, the sponge for that, the sponges for that. Mm. Brilliant. I mean, it's really exciting. I'm really pleased to see your work with it. And I think people are going to be really excited to, to watch the video uh, when it when it comes out. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, the, yeah, the the bigger one, the fourteen centimeter one on sandpaper, is the one that you filmed, so mm. people will be able to watch that one. The other one was just an early experiment, but we'll show it anyway. Uh, show the picture so you can all see uh, how it's going, and, and we'll keep you posted. It's going to be really interesting to see how this work develops and how you, how you get on with working with the medium uh, in time. Um, Okay, well then, I just want to finish off this episode with a couple of questions that have come in. Brian asked us about sharpening Cretacolor pencils, and he said um, he loves the new website, um, and he congratulates us on that, so thank you, Brian. He says, I'm having real difficulty sharpening the Cretacolor pastel pencils. I find that the wood casing on these pencils is very hard, and I often accidentally break the lead. I'm using a razor blade style of knife like Colin uses, but I'm finding it a real challenge. I'm wondering if Colin finds these pencils a challenge to sharpen too, and if he and could he give me some advice to help not mm. not break the leads? Sure, sure I can. Well, they're about the same as uh, the Faber pencils, I would say, in hardness. You you get different different um, woods, but they're they're both as, as similar. You have to. You have to slice them. Now, this is the key to it, slicing rather than chopping. Uh, you've got to have the blade at an angle so you don't actually press down on the lead. See what I mean? You you, mm. you take it off. And uh, I found that I don't have a problem, no. I've had, never broken a, um, a pencil by sharpening and credit colour, um, simply because I know and had a lot of experience with the... Um, uh, the Faber Castell ones, so you you slice. It's not, chop. It's not like a, a a chopping action down the pencil. No, you're you're you slicing the wood across. You across, across the lead I rather understand. than chop it down, and that way you get a sharper point. That way, yeah. I suppose the blades going in at, a, uh, at an angle, but it's also uh, it's less. Uh, what's the word? Sort of. Um, it's a bit more smooth. The the action is a smoother action yes. against the wood, right? Like you're sawing it almost, aren't you? You're sawing it, not mm. not slicing. Slicing would be a good one. It, it, the slicing it rather than chopping down at it. Mm. And the, and whatever blade you use, that's what I would use. If you were using a, a, a Stanley knife, then same thing again. You'd you because the Stanley knife's a bit more um, a bit heavier. So if you chop down with a standing knife, you would almost certainly would break the leg, lead. So you have to slice it again. But you can do it with either way. That's the answer to it. I don't have problems because I've done a lot of them, and uh, I've and I treat the, every pencil in the same way. Now even the 
Karen, the Karen, uh, yes, Karen Dash and the uh, Carbothello, they are prone to break as well if you're not careful. Mm. So again, slicing a slicing action is the right one to use. Brilliant. Excellent. I hope that helps, Brian. Um, moving on to Carol, who sent us a question on our Facebook group. Hi, Steve. I have an ongoing problem with taping my paper, uh, both on grey and pastel mat, to my board. I'm using masking tape and I've bought expensive and cheap tape, but it won't stay stuck to the paper. It sticks to the board okay, but I'm forever having to smooth it on the paper before I start work. I go away and leave it and come back the next day and it's coming away again from the paper. Now, a lot of people have been commenting and sharing their own thoughts on this on the group because um, people have been finding the same problem. Um, you don't have this problem, but you've you've got a specific brand that you use. Mm, I did have that problem. I, I know exactly what they're talking about. One of the things you've got to remember, too, is you've got to have a smooth surface that you're going onto. Now, my, I use a hardboard, a smooth hardboard. So there you have a smooth paper to go a smooth surface to put on so that's first thing you put that on and the and then you use the tape that i'm going to suggest but i use cheap tape to start with uh, and i had the same problem and i had I, I think i bought the 3m tape as well at one time and i had the same problem with that so the one i've used now is you're going to give the name out and uh details out i got that it, it's a bit more expensive but my golly I don't have a problem with it. It was, I'm just trying to find it. Have you still got it there? Cause, yeah, I've got it here. I'll, I'll uh, tell, do you want me to was, spell it out for you? Yeah, yeah, spell it out. It's called Vibac. It's V-I-B-A-C. Oh, Vibac. Masking tape. There you go. Put it on the internet, you'll find it. Yeah, we've just looked up here. Uh, for example, if you go on Amazon, it's there. 36 rolls for £52, which is overkill. But... It will last you a long time. That's the one I bought. <laughs> and that was two years, three years ago, and I've still got loads and loads left. It's going to last me a lifetime, my lifetime anyway. Um, but you don't have to buy. I think you can buy six rolls. Yeah, six rolls here for £12.35 with free yeah. delivery. See, that is expensive. It, it's an expensive take, but you don't – I don't have – if you think about the, um, the cheaper tapes, the frustration is. The other thing I've got to say, too, Ongre is no problem at all. And the other thing with Ongre, uh, I used to, with the, with the cheaper tapes, I used to find that it, it tore the paper. Do you remember I used to say that? You've got to be very careful and pull it off. Well, it doesn't happen so much with this tape. I don't know why. That's obviously quality, I suppose. Um, but the other thing is the both the pastel mat and the UART paper, because it's thicker, it tends to bend. So when you come to put it on, it's not flat on the board. So you have to put a, you know, you have to manoeuvre it. And occasionally I've found that if I've got a bit of a bend, it does lift slightly off the off the board. But I don't have a problem with that. I just push it. It doesn't come off. I just re put my finger down and just tape it back down again. Mm. But that's that's quite a rare thing to happen. Well, there you go. This podcast was not sponsored by Vibac, but perhaps they should <laughs> if they wanted to get in touch with us because I'm sure sales are going to go 
go up from this uh, this mention. Uh, yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll pop it in the podcast anyway. If people are, are struggling, <laughs> I'll write it out and pop a link to Amazon so that you can uh, you can just jump straight to it from our website. Um, Surely. But, Surely. yeah, a good question. Thanks, Carol, and uh, and I hope that helps. Lovely. Excellent. Thanks, Dad. Well, this podcast has gone very quickly. It's all that Pam Pastel talk. Uh, well, that, that's what people want to hear, though, don't they? They want to hear what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. I would like to add, though, that um, there's a lot of very, very good uh, stuff on the Internet. Lovely. Animals, still life, impressionism. So if people want to try it, do that. What I'm doing is always have the uh, member or our student in mind when I'm doing something. So I don't, I don't like to go silly. I, th- I like to do things that they will like to do. And to be honest, if, as I said before, I'm, I'm doing pictures without drawing them. And I think this is quite, people would look at that and say, how are you going to do that with the line, outer line drawing? Works really well, but it'll only work with landscape. If you want an animal, you're going to have to draw it. There's no way you can do that. But so this is why I'm choosing the medium that I've done. I like it and I hope other people will too. Mm. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be stocking the pan pastels. So if you want to get hold of them, then you can grab them from our store. We'll have the 10 sets in so you can get exactly what dad is using. And I don't think you need any more. To I've got to be honest, Steve. I really don't think you need any more than 10. Mm-hmm. People will argue with them. Like, oh, no, yeah, but I want a light green. I want this. I want that. Okay, fine. But uh, I can do, and I will be doing a lot of pictures with those that 10 set. Mm. Well, exactly. And you mentioned that there is, there's lots of other work out there. If, if people want to learn more about pastel, uh, pan pastels in, in the way that we were saying about blocking colors in and using them as base colors, Jason Morgan does brilliant work and lots of tutorials out there so just head over to his youtube channel and if you want to learn that side of things then there is a wealth of knowledge and uh experience that you can tap into but for us as you as dad said we're hitting this landscape route and um predominantly pan pastels so give it a go um look out for the course coming soon we'll we'll grab that video footage off your dad we'll get that up as soon as we can there is a, a huge backlog of log of projects i know people are are still asking about things we showed months ago but we have uh, we've got a lot of work going on but we will get them out to you do not worry they will be all coming to the member site so stay tuned and we'll keep you all posted via our social media channels of what's being posted what's being uploaded lovely excellent thank you so much dad look forward to chatting with you next week and finding out how you've been getting on with uh, more pictures okay I'm looking forward to uh, to to showing you something that I've ha- I have done recently, and people are going to absolutely love. Oh, nice they are little... going to go mad about. Nice, so, nice little teaser. I like, I like to, I like to, you know, if I do a, I do the pan pastel, then I I'd want to do something a little different. You know, I like to mix it about a bit. Other people would do the same thing, but this one that I've done is is a stunner. And we'll talk about that next week. Mm. You keep them coming back, don't you? You just throw something mm. in at the end mm. and oh yeah, get them yeah. to come back next week. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. 
Enjoy your week. week.